I never looked back. I said, it's really not about what's right or, or wrong. It's really what's best for the patient. And to me, integrative medicine, combining the East and the West, is the best option for our patients. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers, where we help you help your dog with cancer. Here's your host, James Jacobson. Hello, friend. Welcome to Dog Cancer Answers. If you are one of those dog lovers who has a dog with cancer and are really looking for all types of therapies that might work from acupuncture to Chinese herbs, and you kind of get the cold shoulders you approach your veterinarian, this episode is for you. We are speaking with Dr. Mitzi Vargas. She is a veterinarian who has been practicing for 30 years. She's in Florida. And the past dozen or so years, she has been doing integrative treatments for all types of maladies, including cancer. How much does she believe in this type of treatment plan? Enough to recommend it and to basically use it with her father, as you'll hear in this very interesting conversation. Dr. Vargas, thank you so much for being with us. Hi, James. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very honored to be in your show today. So you are in Florida and you have received a ton of accolades over the years from best veterinarian in Florida to most love veterinarian. I want to find out what that is. That's a lot of uh, accolades for one veterinarian. Well, I guess if you're almost three decades into the business, they're going to give you at least a participation one, right? <laughs> no, but I'm really honored about them. I mean, I, I hope it comes true that I'm very passionate about what I do and that this to me is not just a profession. It's my vocation. And I guess that comes through and that's why I got the accolades. But I just, you know, I love what I do. We've been loving it since day one. So. so in three decades of practicing veterinary medicine, how has it changed since your days when, when you were just a vet student at Tuskegee? So it's been big changes uh, in the profession, in the industry as it is. Because when I graduated almost 30 years ago, it was uh, probably 60-40 male-dominated industry. And of course, ownership was 95% uh, male ownership. And so nowadays, it's quite the opposite, swinging towards uh, 95% of uh, females entering the profession. And female ownership is a lot higher as well. So, you know, those are positive things. Mm -hmm. It's getting a little bit more inclusive as a profession, more minorities in it. So that's really good too. And then on the patient side, I've seen a big dramatic change from considering pets to being out in the backyard and not quite thinking of them as part of the furniture, but, you know, not in the same regards as we have them today. Nowadays, they're definitely part of our family. And with that shift in perception of how we take care of our pets, has come a big responsibility for the veterinary profession to offer higher quality, comparable to human medicine, veterinary care. And the people also are more willing to spend money to look at research, to try options that they were not open. For example, integrative medicine, they probably were not open about that one 30 years ago, mm -hmm. but now the you know, everything is changing towards a more open-mindedness from the consumer and the profession. So as a veterinarian who was trained back in the old system, 
how did you evolve? You saw the demand, but what was the what were the things that you did to change how you practice medicine? Well, you know, the big secret is you can't escape fate, right? I was trying to just come up with uh, a some topic that all my large animal faculty would not know about and would not ask me and humiliate me in the ground rounds when I was a senior okay. back in 1994 in Tuskegee. Because, I mean, I didn't know much about horses. I was a small animal practitioner. And unfortunately, you had to know both and be proficient in both. So I decided to research the most obscure topic. And it was using acupuncture to treat laminitis in horses. And it worked. There was crickets in the audience. Nobody asked me anything. I got an A, passed the rounds. And then I put it to the side. But of course, you can't escape destiny. 15 years into practicing Western medicine, one of my beloved dogs, Hans, he started having problems with his hips and also Sam. And Sam also had problems with his hips, but Sam was in such pain, I decided to use pharmaceuticals on him. And of course, you know, the side effects of certain pharmaceuticals, sometimes you, you can, you don't show them and some animals are more sensitive than others. And my poor Sam got into liver failure. Mm. And of course, I, I was devastated and I was able to rescue him. But that really opened the door to, you know, I knew about acupuncture. I kind of like have an inkling there was something else. So I started with um, energy healing and I did get proficient about it. And I went to a seminar on reconnection energy and that's, you know, what I studied. And then after that, I did acupuncture and I never looked back. I said, it's really not about what's right or wrong is really what's best for the patient. And to me, integrative medicine, combining the East and the West is the best option for a patient. So for my dog, I mean, he lived to be 15, which is unheard of in shepherds. Yeah. And, you know, he, he had good quality of life, but I use everything from nutraceuticals. I started cooking for him. You know, I did a lot of things, acupuncture, a lot of things to help him live to a really long life. And his brother, Hans, too, lived to be almost 13 and uh, in good shape. When you were doing that with your own dogs, was that sort of outside of what you were at that time practicing with your clients? No, I actually, when I go for it, James, I go 100%. <laughs> so, you know, I don't like, you know, dilly dally or said either I believe in it or I don't believe in it. And I use it for myself, for my family, for my pets and uh, for my patients. My dad had adenocarcinoma of the colon when he was 82. And, um, you know, I said, well, let's just do surgery. And then I got you that. And, you know, with uh, herbals and, and things like that. And he's turned 92 this year. 10 years passed. And uh, he did great. He opted for no chemo. Yeah. He just did all natural. And he's been, you know, cancer free for 10 years. So the surgery and the Chinese medicine is working for dad. Exactly. So. So instead of chemo, he did not want it. And it, when I had the oncologist, you know, conversation, it didn't go that well because the oncologist was sure there's three protocols. You just have to pick which one. And I said, well, my dad does not want to do chemo and I'm his advocate. So I just, you know, I, I know knowing that the tumor was completely out is a different thing too. Right. The tumor was completely out. It was a stage two. And so they have adenocarcinoma. So they, you know, the lymph nodes were clear. Then I said, okay, this is a case. Also common sense, obviously, right? 
So knowing that you know, it wasn't in the lymph nodes, then I decided to strengthen its immune system and change his diet and do some lifestyle choices like he quit drinking and doing all the things that he's not supposed to do. And, um, and, you know, he's 92 and doing great. And just those are the things that once you ring a bell, you cannot ring it, you know? So once you know the truth, you cannot even pretend you don't know the truth. So once I see how acupuncture works, I just can't, you know, oh, I'm going to give you this. So I practice integrated medicine. Okay, so I think this is fascinating. Let's talk about this conversation that you had with your dad's oncologist, because I think it's informative of how things work in general and can be applied to dog cancer as well. So you had this conversation with the oncologist and you said, well, I'm a veterinarian and I believe in acupuncture and my dad doesn't want chemotherapy and I want to treat it this way. And the oncologist said... He turned red and you could almost see the little, you know, smoke coming out of his ears. And he said, that is placebo. You can't trust that. You have to take one of these options, you know, that I think is going to be worth. And I said, I'm very happy, you know, the word placebo because it works the same as a nocebo. So he thinks the chemo is going to kill him. He's a grown man. And I'm not going to be the one to force him to come to do chemo because it, it's going to act, the placebo can act in, against you or for you. And placebo is about 30 to 33% of all the healings happen through placebo. And so I just said, don't placebo me. And then I said to him, you know, I am making an informed decision. I'm here to give it counsel. And in his situation, knowing that the lymph nodes are clear, and that it's a solitary tumor, and that he had not penetrated all the layers of the colon, and it wasn't any metastasis anywhere, that he was an excellent candidate to, you know, after the surgical and clean margins and everything, with the surgeons did a wonderful job. So I had to sign an against medical orders, and as I'm signing in, the oncologist said, you're signing your dad's death certificate in six months. So yeah, he was very, very low on the bedside manner. A probably very smart guy, but very low on the bedside manner. And I said, okay, I thought many things. I am very proud of the way my dad raised me so that I could just like say, well, you're wrong. But I really wanted to just punch him in the throat, but you know, I didn't. And so we just focused on building his immune system. We did a, an herbal that I actually... Using, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for all of this. But anyways, I, I did use uh, food therapy. Chinese food therapy has the ability to heal by using the energetics of food. So there are foods that actually help break down masses. There's foods that actually influence the immune system to work better. They're anti-inflammatories. They're, you know, a lot of things that help neurotransmitters work better. So that your gut biome, you know, so I put them on probiotics, you know, things like that. So we did a lot of lifestyle choices and some Chinese herbals and he's done wonderful. So 10 years beyond, 10 years out. Yes. And that's why I, if I recommend it to my dad, you can believe I am 100% bought into it. But the reason I recommend it to my dad was because I had already used it in pets and pets had no concept of placebo. You know, 
they are pure studying subjects. They don't have belief systems. And so that's really great. You know, I saw things like cancers that were totally gone in remission, but at least stopped growing and didn't cause any problems. So, I mean, I heard somebody said we all have cancer cells. It's just the amount of them that we have in the body and where are they and what are they doing and causing, you know, the other functions. So the main thing, James, that I learned with East and Western approaches is that the Western approach has the, the mechanistic, you know, that your machine, this arm is broken, cut it off, put another one. You know, it's not broken, cut it off, put a prosthetic. In Chinese medicine, this arm is not working. There must be a reason. You're an ecosystem. So one system goes down, we must look for the root. What is the disharmony? So I feel that it's a more holistic concept. Look at what you're eating, look at your environment, and then look at your genetics, what you came with. And your attitude, so mental attitude, tremendously. And a, a lot of people say, well, dogs are not positive thinkers, but stressors, stress is the number one cause of lowering the immune system. And that would really inhibit the animal's natural response to cancer or to any other challenge. You mentioned the word nocebo a moment ago, yeah. a few moments ago. What is nocebo? So nocebo is the evil twin of placebo. Placebo is the belief that this medication is going to help you. And somehow you inspire, I guess, your, your brain to concoct all these chemicals and all these uh, neurotransmitters and substances in your body that will provide relief and healing. And they're called instantaneous healings or placebo healings. And then the nocebo is the belief that this treatment is going to harm you. And that affects the response, the clinical response. So even if it's a sugar pill and they tell you that this is a pill that is going to cause diabetes or cancer or, or, or kill you, then the people end up 30%, above 30%, roughly the same of the placebo responses, but 30% end up having the condition that they were feared. And so fear and optimism, they're two different choices that we have to make as a patient and as a provider of health. So I know the patients that I see they come with my 100%. I am an optimistic fool. And, uh, you know, also realists, of course, I, you know, tell what weird the expectations are. But if it's all optimism, they will all survive, you know, or at least they live longer or it will be a little bit more improved. So we are going to take a break because when we come back, I want to get more into the uh, four-legged and sometimes three-legged patients you, you deal with and talk a little bit about how you apply some of that in your daily practice. We'll be right back. And now, a message from your dog. Every day with you is like a day at the beach. And I want as many beach days as possible. I want to run and sniff and find a good stick to carry. I want to roll in the grass and warm my belly in the sun. I want to walk with you, run with you, sleep with you, eat with you. And when I eat with you, I want Everpuff. The green, grassy, beef liver spike smell wakes my senses. You may not realize this, but it tastes like homemade gravy, especially when you wet it. It infuses any food you give me with health and life and vibrancy. I can feel it, Everpuff. 
traveling to every cell in my body, nourishing each one. It helps me feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm so glad you're giving it to me every day, because every day I'm so glad to be with you. I wouldn't have it any other way. I want my Everpup. It just makes me feel good. I am so grateful to be your dog and for the Everpup you give me. So now that you know what your dog wants, get Everpup, the ultimate dog supplement. Everpup is available in select pet shops and on Amazon. But to get the best price possible, join the Everpup Club at everpupclub.com, where you'll get your first jar for just $8 with free shipping anywhere in the U.S. Go to everpupclub.com and use the discount code DPN. That is everpupclub.com. Everpup every day. If your dog has cancer, you need to get a copy of the best-selling animal health book, The Dog Cancer Survival Guide. Because no matter what you've heard, there are always steps that you can take to help your dog fight and maybe even beat cancer. At nearly 500 pages, this comprehensive guide is your complete reference for practical, evidence-based strategies that can optimize the life quality and longevity of your dog. It's written by two of the most respected names in dog cancer, full-spectrum veterinarian Damian Dressler and veterinary oncologist Susan Ettinger. With the Dog Cancer Survival Guide, you'll learn everything that you need to know about conventional treatments, surgery, chemotherapy, and radiation, including how to reduce their side effects. You'll also discover the most effective non-conventional options, including nutraceuticals and supplements and diet, as well as mind-body medicine. What I love most about this book, which I've used with my own dog, Kanga, when she was diagnosed with cancer, is how to analyze the options and develop a specific plan for your own dog based on your dog's type of cancer and your dog's age, your financial budget, as well as your personality. You can get the Dog Cancer Survival Guide wherever books are sold, but if you get it direct from the publisher, you will save 10% when you use the offer code, especially for listeners of this podcast. Just go to dogcancerbook.com, and when you check out, use the promo code PODCAST, and you will save 10%. The website again, dogcancerbook.com, and use the promo code PODCAST to save 10%. I want to let you know about an important newsletter. It's called Dog Cancer News. Now, with a name like that, it is not for everyone. But if your dog has cancer, you will want to subscribe. That's because every issue features articles that will be helpful, such as low-carb dog cancer diet recipes, new clinical trials, financial resources to help pay for cancer care, information on supplements, and lots of other helpful info that your veterinarian may not know or have the time to share with you. Also, when you subscribe to Dog Cancer News, you will get a weekly update on the topics covered on this podcast, along with links and resources. So how much does Dog Cancer News cost? Well, today, you can subscribe for free. It's our gift. For a limited time, you can get a full year subscription for free. No strings attached. Just go to this website to sign up for the newsletter now, dogcancernews.com. It takes less than 10 seconds to subscribe, and it is totally free. Do it now at dogcancernews.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Dog Cancer Answers. We are speaking with veterinarian Dr. Mitzi Vargas. Okay, so Dr. Vargas, we covered how you really believe this and you would do this with your dad and <clears throat> 10 years later, it seems to be okay for the 92-year-old dad. So in your own practice, I'm assuming that the types of clients who come are those that are seeking out and looking for this sort of Eastern approach to blend with whatever they'd been doing. Is that fair? Well, I have uh, different kinds of clients because what I practice is integrative medicine. So even if you come to me with a puppy, we're going to talk about food. We're going to talk about exercise. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff that maybe other vets don't pay too much attention. But I do because I believe the environment and the especially obesity is one of these predisposing factors to cancer. And the food, the quality of the food is super important to me. So I will talk to them about a lot of other stuff other than the vaccines. Probably do a blood work. Probably if there's anemia or anything like that, I'll probably early on start all my herbs and things that are supplements, nutraceuticals that will help this puppy. And I will talk about risk predispositions. So if a King Charles Cavalier Spaniel comes in, I'm going to talk about this breed. It's beautiful. I love them. They're super happy. But they are predisposed to heart disease. So you have to watch for this. This is in the, it's a pug, which I have two pugs myself. They're predisposed to all things. So, you know, you have to keep them skinny. So it's more of a holistic approach and view of it. You're not just here to talk about the vaccines. And I do vaccine. I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I am an anti too much of anything. Mm -hmm. I'm a pro-balance. I use uh, three-year vaccines. I use titers in animals that have any reactions. You know, so it's just a common sense approach. It's like taking a second and making a customized advice for this patient. Not just because all dogs at this age have to have that. Well, if you come to me for vaccines and your dog is severely underweight or something that I feel is not thriving, vaccines are you know, in, in the holistic world, vaccines are a heat toxin. I mean, as you say in Chinese medicine, they're a heat toxin, a pro-inflammatory. And uh, so definitely your, it's a challenge to the immune system. So if a pet puppy comes in and I suspect they have intestinal parasites or they suspect I have something else going on, I will take care of that first. I will postpone the vaccines. Mm, okay. They have a place, but it's not above everything. So it's just looking at each pet as if they are an individual with different needs 
and what would be best for that pet. Whereas the cookie cutter approach, because dogs are definitely not cookies. <laughs> They're not. Let's talk about cancer in general. What are some of the cancers that when you're presented with them, you go like, hey, I think this is an awesome application for Chinese herbs and, and acupuncture. Most solid tumors, when, you know, they're solid masses, there are many Chinese herbals that are very good uh, about, you know, decreasing the size of the mass. Solid tumors respond really well to that herbal called stasis breaker. Okay. So I have seen lymphomas live for over a year with just herbals and prednisone mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, food. Okay. So in terms of acupuncture, because we talked a little bit about some of the Chinese herbs, but there are just so many. Yeah, but there are many. In terms of acupuncture, when do you find that most effective? Oh, acupuncture is, the, it can apply to anything, to any internal disorders. A lot of people know acupuncture for pain. Mm-hmm. but they don't know it helps with cancer. Mm-hmm. And especially even if you're going to an oncologist post-chemo, this is a rescuer. I mean, appetite shut down, then you just come to my clinic. I usually use uh, B12 and inject it in a point on the top of the nose called Shangen. And Shangen is a point that it improves the appetite of pets and it's very, very effective. Mm-hmm. And I also have other points to increase the immune system. There's over 170 points that you can use. And some of them are master points, regional points, or influential points. And the influential points for immune system are the ones that I use for the cancer patients and, uh, you know, for stamina, to, for energy. And um, I usually tell people to do not feed kibble with a cancer patient to start cooking for them. Do you have a preferred diet or just home-cooked in general? Yeah, you know, cook for them or use, a, you know, use a canned food instead of dry kibble. Mm. That's what I meant. Like dry kibble, you know, seems to me it's a heat. It's highly pasteurized process and hardened. requires a lot of water to eat it and process it. And so the cancer is a inflammatory. It's like adding fire to fire. So when you add canned food or whole foods, you know, to the diet, and I see a better improvement. So when I do a recommendation, it's not just the herbs or the acupuncture, but usually we talk about adding some foods. Got it. And so you talk a lot about, I mean, the heat and the cool, you know, these are traditional Chinese medicine things. You studied at the Qi Institute, right? Yes. It's Qi University now, excuse me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We How did it, when did it become a, a university? It grew from an institute to a university. That's an upgrade. Yeah. This really is a wonderful institution founded by Hu Shi from China. Mm-hmm. And he's a doctor, veterinarian, and PhD. And he was the head of integrative medicine at the University of Florida for a while. And now, you know, he's just at the university. So you are, you know, located in Florida. You're raised in Puerto Rico, although I understand born in New York. Yeah, I'm a reverse New Yorkian. I was born in New York and then I'm raised in Puerto Rico. Okay, so you were raised in Puerto Rico practice in Florida, are there specific types of clients that seek you out or are you just basically the, you know, like, how do you know if it's a good fit? Well, in the beginning, it was just my regular clients, you know, and I just would do, for example, quality of life appointments. Quality of life appointments. Yeah. What is that? Well, people thinking about, is it time? But they're not sure. 
So when we do a quality of life appointment, you know, we will just talk about what are the symptoms, how far from the normal is your pet. And so in these quality of life appointments, which were possibly donations, right? If, you know, I couldn't find any, if the owner was sure, but most of these owners weren't sure. You say sure, sure of what? Sure of that, that euthanasia was the, the only thing left, you know? Okay. I said, well, we've tried everything except acupuncture. So let's just try that. And I, I have a paper on this. I can send you the um, link or... Send me the link and we'll put it in the show notes from today's episode. Yes. I have a paper on this. It was a... I did an analysis, meta-analysis of the patient that I saw for the first two years after I graduated from Chi University. And they were mostly quality of life, right? I just searched quality of life appointments. And um, these appointments, they live around 34 months. That was the average. One pet was living at the point that I did the paper. Uh, most of them lived four or five years after they were sitting with me singing, I think it's time. And so it's remarkable that we can extend the life of many of these patients. Some of them were cancer. Some of them were just severe, multiple organ issues and pain. Mm. And so they were not all cancers, of course, but some of them were cancers. And... Uh, I have a case of a hepatocellular carcinoma when he was 19 months. He came to me and uh, it was the second opinion because they have told her that he had cancer and he wasn't eating. He had lost 30 pounds. And I said, okay, well, you can definitely, you, you know, either way you go, but if you're not sure, let's give it a chance. And we uh, did acupuncture with him and herbals and food changes. And he lived until he was 11. So, of course, you know, when you do that, if, if you, if pets, we're saying that pets are changing to the level of a family member and you go to certain doctors and they tell you that this is the end, prepare. And you come and you try acupuncture herbs and you have them for 10 years. I, I feel if, if, I've, if you give me two weeks with my pets, two extra weeks, I will be eternally grateful. If you give me a year, I'll be incredulous. If you give me more than a year, I'll be like, I need some of that. I'll do it for myself, <laughs> for my family, yeah. for everybody else. And that's what happened. That's how I grew organically. And by, you know, my own clients were, you know, recommending other people. And now I have referrals. So I, you know, after 12 years doing this integrated approach, I have people, you know, that are referred. I have people that travel three hours to see me. You know, that's not uncommon. And. And there's a lot of other acupuncturists, but they just, nope, I want you. So I'm like, oh, I'm here for anybody that wants to come, I'll for you. Okay. So we have people who are listening from all over the world who are dealing with dog cancer. And if they're interested in this type of approach, what do you recommend that they do in terms of finding someone who is, you know, geographically available? So in North America, at least, the Chi University website has a practitioner locator where you go in there and say, find a practitioner. Also, the International Veterinary Acupuncture Society has the same resource. Mm -hmm. And the American Academy of Acupuncture, Veterinary Acupuncture, which I'm a board member on and, you know, very involved with, we also have a, in the website practitioner locator. So you put your zip code and it tells you where it is. Mm -hmm. At least in North America, okay. I think the University has it worldwide. 
So that's really useful. But I, I really will recommend to anyone that just to at least give it a try. You don't have to leave your oncologist. I don't recommend any of that. I said, what else can we do? Every time it goes through chemo, you know, suffers for two weeks or the white blood cells go to the floor. Well, maybe we can do an herbal. Maybe we can do a specific acupuncture treatment to see that that, that immune system can withstand the, the useful, I mean, they're useful chemotherapies, chemicals. But then let's say that, that if you have a mass, like mass cell tumor, I would always say a mass cell, if you can't take it out, take it out. You're not going to hear me argue about that. Yeah. There's a place for Western medicine and for Eastern medicine. Is there the- ever a time that you would advocate for chemotherapy? Yeah, if it's a young patient and uh, if the chemotherapy has a fair success rate. Which type of, like a CHOP protocol for lymphoma yeah, or what exactly, would you Exactly, yeah. like that. Like that's more like standard medicine, you know, that you have to offer it because it has a good survival time mm-hmm. of at least a year or so. We've had some CHOP protocols that live two years, mm-hmm. you know, with the doing it and then you know, acupuncture. So it was the integrative approach. Do you work hand in hand with any local veterinary oncologists? I work with anybody. <laughs> no, but I mean, are there no, some that you work with a Dr. lot? Kate, no, uh, there was a couple of doctors that, you know, they understand what it is. And nowadays, say, again, I have to say, James, when I started 12 years ago, way different, way different. It was woo-woo, magic, witchy, witchy. Chinese herbs have heavy metals and whatnot. I use formulas that are made here in the United States and they are checked for all of that. They're very high quality, number one. Number two, they don't have any animal parts. I'm vegan, so I couldn't use anything, you know, that would be, you know, taking pandolin or anything like that, scales or anything like that, or or tigers. I I would break my heart to use anything like that. I would never use anything like that. We're talking about Mm -hmm. ones that have evidence-based studies behind them, not just folklore, just evidence-based. And so I do work with some, and in the beginning, not many will refer, some will have animosity. But now, even on the referral practices like Blue Pearl, they have an integrated branch. They do rehabilitation now, they add acupuncture. I'm very excited because things are changing. Things are changing and you are part of the change. Been doing it for 30 years. Thank you so much, Mitzi Vargas. I appreciate you being with us today. Thank you for having me. And I want to thank you for joining us today and hitting that play button. Here on Dog Cancer Answers, we talk to all types of veterinarians around the world who are treating dog cancer from the latest cutting edge radiation therapy to alternative therapies, as they're described, Chinese medicine. And some of these are obviously thousands of years old. We want to give you as many opportunities to understand the full spectrum of things that are available so that you can customize the right treatment plan for your dog. I'm James Jacobson from all of us here at Dog Podcast Network. I want to wish you and your dog a very warm aloha. Thank you for listening to Dog Cancer Answers. If you'd like to connect, please visit our website at dogcanceranswers.com or call our listener line at 808-868-3200. 
And here's a friendly reminder that you probably already know. This podcast is provided for informational and educational purposes only. It's not meant to take the place of the advice you receive from your dog's veterinarian. Only veterinarians who examine your dog can give you veterinary advice or diagnose your dog's medical condition. Your reliance on the information you hear on this podcast is solely at your own risk. If your dog has a specific health problem, contact your veterinarian. Also, please keep in mind that veterinary information can change rapidly. Therefore, some information may be out of date. Dog Cancer Answers is a presentation of Maui Media in association with Dog Podcast Network. Is artificial intelligence going to change veterinary medicine? Well, it already has. Right now on Dog Cancer Answers, we're speaking with Dr. Kelly Deal of Morris Animal Foundation about how AI is impacting veterinary research and the practice of medicine itself. That's on Dog Cancer Answers. Get it wherever you get your podcasts or at dogcancer.com slash podcast. 